Super Talk Mississippi media production. Coleman Taylor Transmission, servicing Central Mississippi for over 60 years. Their ASE certified technicians offer dependable transmission services, a warranty, and record services. Call Coleman Taylor today for all your transmission needs. From the trees over your head to the lawn you hate to mow and everything green in between. Garden Mama's here to help you keep on growing. Still the empress of everything green. Here's your horticulture maven, Garden Mama Nellie Neal on Super Talk Mississippi. Well, hello, hello, hello. My goodness, it's December, y'all. Can you imagine? A hundred years ago, when I was but a, a child, I began doing radio the first weekend of December. <laughs> you know, the thing about a garden host is if you can get a call in December, you might be somebody that might last a minute or two. That is the best news since I was brought to Super Talk. That's undoubtedly the best news in my career and i thank you so much for being part of all of this it is an absolutely wonderful month coming up for gardeners now those of you who were hoping for a little snow for christmas i think you're going to have to go someplace else those of you who like me were hoping for flip-flops probably are going to get our way well we don't know exactly we don't those those things are subject to change but we are in a warmer pattern at this moment and i'm happy about that i hope you are too this of course is the place to begin uh talking about your plants and my plants frankly the, the plants we like and the ones that we wish we didn't have so many of all of those things are fair game here on the Garden Mama Show. So give me a call. Super Talk's call line is available to you, 888-088-637. And, of course, the C Spire text line for those things that may or may not be able to be, shall we say, broadcast. 601-879-4395. If you will send pictures, and you, sh- you certainly should, you should know that they will more than likely appear at supertalk.tv because we will have the opportunity to take a look at them. Um, this is, I, I'm going to tell you this, I'm going to tell you this absolutely the, the truth. There are so many beautiful pieces of fall color that this particular morning I would like to celebrate the fact that we're not all just brown and leafless or, you know, still green. Now the evergreens are looking good. But that's because they're in contrast to some really beautiful, beautiful, everything from oaks and crepe myrtles to trees you didn't even notice before until they turned bright orange. The the beautiful maple in my courtyard is at its orange, its most orange phase, and it is absolutely beautiful. It is it, it's one that I've talked about before and shown you pictures of. It's orangeola, it, and it is a it's getting too big for its container which is already too big for me to mu- muscle around very much. So I don't know what I'm going to do next, but it, they are, when they're, when they're dwarf, they're not tiny. So beautiful, beautiful plant, though. And bringing that subject up, of course, takes us directly to the fact that this is indeed have shovel, will dig time. You want to plant it? Let's talk about it. For example, I don't know what Jim's tree is because I didn't see the pictures, but I have had six different People give me ideas of what it could be. I looked them up. I don't think it's any of them. <laughs> hey, Jim. 
Any luck? Any luck? No, no, I was listening to you just then, but uh, one of those trees looks like it's like camouflage. Mm, yeah, well, that's... And sometimes... See, this year has been interesting. As I say, we've got fall color magnificent in central Mississippi the first week of December. That's not when we're usually brightly orange and yellow. <coughs> and some things do look kind of like camouflage. You're right. Well, this is like, it don't have no bark on it, but the, the, just the, the hull of the tree itself looks like it's camouflaged. Yep, I just don't know. It's got silver hair and big uh, red-looking, and, dark red-looking We have crepe myrtles that, we have crepe myrtles that do that. We have sycamores that do that. We have, we have quite a few things, but it... So, I don't know what it is. If you get a chance to look at it, I'll call you back next week. Okay. Figure out what, we'll check it out. What these two are. Merry Christmas. Be sure, you send them, be sure you send them to mamaonair at yahoo.com. Okay, send them again because right now my email box is so full that things get lost. So send them to me again, okay? Right. Thank you. Send them to Garden Mama at No, no, on just air. Mama. M-A-M-A. Mama, Mama on air. At yahoo.com. Okay. I really should have just made it a series of numbers. I recognize that. That's so much easier. But that's that's the name that came out, and that's how it is. Thank you. We used to have a bunch of on-airs around here. Everybody had something on-air. Or letter to so-and-so, you know. Those have kind of faded away. I don't know. Those have kind of gone someplace else. The soil and the climate conditions right now are as good as they're going to get, especially in my part of the world. Now, if it's raining a whole lot, if you're in D'Iberville today, for example, or any number of places in the lower part of the southeast, there's a lot of rain. And it, it's going to move on out, but it's slower than in the central, where now we're waiting for it to come back again. This is really great time. The people who made the smartest move last week listened to me and planted their perennial ryegrass. It all came up. <laughs> it's beautiful this week because of the rain. It didn't rain too hard to wash it away, but it gave it the right opportunity. And I know it's a little foggy this morning, but that's not bad for germination either. I'm hoping that the weather pattern continues because my Brussels sprouts are just loving it. <laughs> they're, they're growing beautifully, even though I got them started very, very late. Right now, though, you can feel free, you know, um, Grandma wants to give you that set, that whole bed full of perennials. Now's the time. There's a tree in the backyard you'd rather have in the side yard. Planted it a few years ago. You know, it's not huge, but yep, this is the time to do that. It's also the time to get yourself to the garden center. Get yourself to the garden center and figure out what you're going to need to replace. Because we did lose things in the 100 degree summer, 100 plus as well as the months-long drought. We're still 30% probably behind where we should be for the year. (laughs) It's not that much time to catch up. So I don't know how that's going to have affected your garden, but you do because you look at it every day. This is the time to do, do a lot of those kinds of repairs because we do have great planting conditions. It's also a good time, if you've got them, to start making a few little adjustments for decorating I know some people start immediately, but my Nandinas, for example, that I always like to gather and put in the house for a little bit of decoration are just now orange. They're not red yet. They'll be red in another two weeks. Well, okay, maybe I'll pick them, maybe I won't. But the hollies are better, and the cedars are absolutely gorgeous. The cedars have been really, really abundant. The juniper that I'm cutting has also got some beautiful color to it. And I I don't know exactly why, but it just turned out to be a great year for all of those. 
by the way, this is the time to fertilize your pansies. Um, I just did that. The the pansies, of course, are the most reliable of the overwintering annual flowers. Well, next to parsley. Um, probably parsley is probably the best one. And all of my parsley looks good. I hope yours does, too. But at this time of the year... We're thinking about, well, let's look in the back of that rack at the garden center and see what other flowers are back there. If you can find cornflowers, mine are blooming. I hope you hope the ones that I sent to you are blooming at your place, too. And also the stock. Um, James Dill Prince, whom, if you don't if you don't know who that is, you need to look him up. He is a delightful, the floral design king, in my opinion, and absolutely has wonderful beautiful, brilliant ideas. He also, along with Christine Coker, has written some really great grow notes on how to grow stock as cut flowers. They're beautiful. We need to have those in our repertoire, and I I believe that that's where they belong. I see you're showing all all my bees. (laughs) Good morning, Lance. Good morning, Gardner. Did you know there were that many backyard bees in North America? I didn't know there were that many types of backyard bees. I've seen that many bees in my backyard. They're so different. Yeah, they're amazing, aren't they? It's really delightful. And in, in like celebrating the pollinators, you know, well, yeah, that's very much. That For those of you who got cop, uh, members of the Queen's Tears families, this is my mother plant that's come up here on the TV. And this, of course, are the Clara Curtis mums in the front garden. They are they're as covered up with honeybees as the Vitex tree above them is covered up in bumblebees. And the whole place just hums at points during the day. It's a delight. Even You can hear it over the traffic. So that's even better. <laughs> I like that very much. I also want to encourage you, for example, in Hattiesburg, in Woodville. Hey, y'all. Take a look and find yourself calendulas. Calendulas are also called... They have funny names, French marigold, pot marigold. They're none of those things, They're the, but they are a calendula. I think they got named in the marigold group because they are so aromatic. Their leaves are as strongly smelling, strong smelling as any marigold you've ever seen. And so that's probably where they got that. But that particular plant, along with candy tuft and sweet alyssum, can do very, very well for you. They're marginal for me, even though now with the new zone maps, I'm certainly – deeper into zone eight than i was in in jackson mississippi i have still got a few little things that i'm not sure they're going to make so i keep them in the containers and indeed that's what i would do if i was going to grow any candy tuft i would grow it in a pot so interestingly enough um there's a lot of things going on in everybody's garden at this point i'm I'm not going to sing my new song that i have for you but i'm i am working on a song about pollinators i think with this whole notion of how many bees there are and how many different pollinators there actually are and frankly how many people we have to put together the different ways to keep something blooming all the time in your garden to benefit them does make a lot of difference It, it makes a great deal of difference so one of the questions that I have always at this time of the year is what about those things that are dropping all their leaves and what about the ones that are not? Well, if you have things that have got leaf spot, for example, that's one problem. If you've got drying up on the tips of the leaves but the leaves have still not fallen off, 
I think you're just watching a slow progression. But if you have leaf spot and they're hanging on to the tree not, and not dropping, you may need to consider using a fungicide See about to try and get it to stop continuing because you may be seeing a continuation of a fungus that you don't really need to keep happening. There's also a couple of other bits and pieces of these things that, that are helpful, and um, we'll we get to some of that this morning because there's so much that we can be doing. Start- Garden Mama, I wanted to uh, speak on behalf of Greg. Oh, hey, Greg. Greg in North Mississippi. He said uh, he had uh, – We love Greg. Yeah, Greg Even though amazing. he wants you to be his voice, which I'm yeah. not that crazy about, but we love you anyway, Greg. Yeah, no, he's much more entertaining than I am. So, uh, I'm sure. But, uh, yeah, he's great. And, and, but I wanted to say um, he, he has some azalea bushes. Mm-hmm. There's some – it's just spotty, uh, just kind of brown brown spots in it. He didn't know if he should cut those back, what, what you would recommend doing. He didn't want to lose them, mm-hmm. and uh, that was his main worry was, uh, was there something he should be doing he's not done. Where, if the plants look okay, the leaves – just have spots i'm not going to worry about it because we have seen a lot of sort of anomalous things happen to all of our shrubs and particularly something with a leaf like an azalea that's you know pretty much of a target for leaf diseases sometimes anyway i'm not going to worry about it too much i am going to do one thing though and that is when the weather cools off enough it may be now it may be later but i'm going to make sure that i spray that azalea very thoroughly with highly refined horticultural oil during the winter. And then if the new growth comes out in the spring and still has spots, you'll want to begin using a fungicide. In the case of the azalea, though, there's not really anything to treat right now. You're seeing the evidence, but you're not. The pathogen itself is long gone. So keep the leaves raked up that do fall. And then when the weather gets cool enough, which is generally when the temperatures are between 40 and 70, you know, for a consistent period of time, that's when you'll want to use the horticultural oil spray. The, the azaleas are, they look a little rough, but as long as they're not in serious problems, like if you told me that they had dropped half their leaves, we would be a little bit more worried. But if it's just leaf spot, uh, we can get through that. They're tougher than they look. <laughs> I hope that helps. One of the other pieces of azaleas right now, though, there are some cases where, the particularly farther south of me, there have been a lot of caterpillars on azaleas that are the, the ones that will defoliate your caterpillar. So if you go out and you happen to see an orange-headed caterpillar on your azaleas, that's a really important one to remove physically. Keep an eye out on them, you know, take... Take your tweezers, take something else. It doesn't, you know, whatever it is, just get them off of there because they will defoliate your plant and you don't need that. It might not kill it, but at the same time, it it will give you some trouble. It's going to be a problem when it starts to leaf out again in warm weather. And the next thing that we end up having, of course, then is a cold snap, which freezes those brand new leaves. We don't need all that. So get those caterpillars off of there and keep them off. If you have, if you remove them, and you're concerned that there might be another outbreak, that's the time to use spinosad or to use dipel or to use thuricide. You want to know more about that? I'll be happy to tell you. Let's see. Um, okay, I'm going to take a look at this. Yeah, me and the Yazoo Clay are dear friends, <laughs> so I'll be able to help with that. But this is about losing azaleas, so we'll, I'll talk about some replacements for that as we get into this morning. I do have some ideas, just in general, 
uh, I think it, particularly when we have a loss of a shrub that there are a whole lot of them, that is the time to consider a mixture of shrubs. You used to go through homes in the south. I think of the houses in Mobile, for example. Every backyard had an azalea, a big Formosa azalea next to it. There were two big bridal wreath spireas. And then there was a re- they repeated those kind of balanced differences. To me, that's a little bit too regular. But I would put those two together. Then I would put in a tall Nandina. I would probably put in a Virginia Sweet Spire. You know, several things just to mix it all up so you get different bloom times, different colors of texture, foliage. But also so that if there is a problem, much like the 100-degree summer or the complete drought, you're, you're not as likely to lose everything. And in, in clay soils, it's also important to remember that the things that are native to clay soils are always going to do a little bit better, have a little bit better chance, I should say, of doing better. They don't necessarily, but they do have a better chance. So there's some of those things that we can talk about. We'll, we'll get to all of that. Oh, somebody asked me, and I didn't have the right language, I don't think, but I'm going to ask Lance. The SuperTalk app is... In your in your Play Store, in your Android Store, wherever it is, right? How do you do that, sir? Please. Well, let me open up the uh, our, our, gonna talk our sheet that. so that I can give you a little bit better. <laughs> better uh, than I can do. Well, well, you know, just instead of off the top of my head, which I can give you, I'd prefer, though, that I read it because there's so much information that sometimes, like you said, we don't we don't do a great job of getting it out on a regular basis. But uh, you got, the, you know, uh, podcasts basically all over the place. But you can now watch Super Top Mississippi on your computer, on mobile devices. You can watch it on Roku, Amazon Fire. Um, you can watch Super Talk on C Spire Live TV Channel 70. Uh, if you have C Spire TV, you can find Super Talk uh, right next to the Weather Channel. Go to supertalk.fm forward slash connect to find out more. Um, See, know, I told just you. Keeps going. All then, these ways. And uh, Facebook, go out and look. You can look for our cuts and clips and all of those different things that get dropped from the shows. Uh, yes, our news team yes. does a great job of doing that, and and those things are going to hit Twitter and Instagram and all the different pieces that are linked up and tagged. So thank uh, you. Yeah, you did that so much better than I can do that. Well, That's great. I get a chance. Hey, guess to do what, that y'all? Well, again. I was going <laughs> to say probably a little more often. Guess what, y'all? It's December. Our cheeks are nice and rosy and comfy, cozy all week. We're snuggled up together like the birds of a feather would be. Please do not use gas appliances for purposes for which they are not intended. A gas oven should never be used for heating purposes. Never store flammable materials inside. The Mississippi Propane Gas Association takes pride in keeping your home or business protected. We ensure that our products are delivered in compliance with the highest industry safety standards to safeguard your family, your property, and the environment. Our dealers participate in the industry's best practices for propane usage and promote consumer safety education. Visit MSPropane.com. Energy for everyone. Propane. Are you a business owner looking for help with HR benefits and payroll? MWG Employer Services offers a wide range of services and can create a custom plan that fits your needs and budget. I was so overwhelmed with HR stuff. MWG Employer Services took all the stress out of it and even set up my payroll. I couldn't be happier. MWG Employer Services is here to help you succeed. Call us today at 601 206 70 
Garden Mama here. Lakeland Yard and Garden Center has what you're looking for in its full-service nursery and garden center, greenhouse, and garden shop. Meet the professional staff at Lakeland, always ready to help you with trees and shrubs and patio furnishings, tables and cushions for entertaining, as well as pumpkins and pansies, plus soils, mulches, and amendments for your landscape and container plants. Lakeland has seeds and plants for your fall vegetable garden, too. Listen to your mama now. We're growing your way at Lakeland Yard and Garden Center, Lakeland Drive and Airport Road. This time it's Hardy, live in Biloxi, Saturday night, December 9th. And Super Talk Mississippi has the total hookup for you. How about this? We give away free tickets. A luxurious hotel stay at the Beau Rivage Resort and Casino Biloxi. A stretch limo to and from the concert. Oh, and get this. We have an autographed guitar from Hardy for you, too. Sound good? Okay, done. Super Talk Mississippi has all of this, and we're giving it away for the Hardy concert. Special guest Lainey Wilson. Keep listening for complete details on how to win it from the Boulevard Resort Casino Biloxi. And your friends here at Super Talk Mississippi. You can register to win at Rapid Tire Exchange in Clinton or go to supertalk.fm slash hardy for more registration locations. That's supertalk.fm slash hardy. Greatness doesn't happen overnight. It takes time. Focus dedication at shelter insurance we understand that because we put in the hard work and dedication for decades and that commitment has paid off with award-winning customer service for your auto home and life insurance jamie creole shelter insurance come see why we're more than just an agent proudly serving the jackson metro area in the great state of mississippi give us a call at 601-992-6000 a psoriasis flare-up can make a walk in the park well no walk in the park it's that obvious huh i've tried so many lotions and creams but i still have symptoms so those don't do enough to treat the inflammation beneath the skin leaving you with those uncontrolled symptoms makes sense but what else can i do you can get real with your dermatologist so they can help you get clear make an appointment and oh you're already on it hi yes i'd like to make an appointment get real clear about psoriasis at letsgetrealclear.com sponsored by Abby. Hey, I'm here with Alex Murray of Auto Innovation. At Auto Innovation, we want to change your car buying experience. When you're in the market for a quality pre-owned vehicle, please come see us. We want to make friends, not just customers. All eligible vehicles are inspected by a master tech mechanic and come with a limited powertrain warranty on us. We are located on Highway 51 in Ridgeland. Come by and see us or check out our inventory online at autoinnovation.net. Let us change your car buying experience. Auto Innovation, Highway 51 in Ridgeland. Makes me so happy. <laughs> Save the neck for me, Clark. <laughs> Thank you. Such fun. 
I do hope that you're wasting some of your time watching silly movies that you've already seen before. There's some good ones out there at this particular point of the year. I saw some of the oldies the other. I didn't sit and watch them because I literally could go through the lines, but they're they're everywhere. Everybody's showing you all of these truly old movies. Yes. The old, the old Rudolph one with the snowman guy. Oh, my it's goodness. It's so classic, isn't it? What is That's, that one? Is that the Milton Berle Christmas or something? What is it? Or uh, you know, Oh, the, man, I don't know. The old one. It's good. Burl Ives. Burl Ives. That's yeah. it. Thank you suddenly so much. Came, so, his name suddenly floaded across that my head. Awesome. Thank you for grabbing that one for me. <laughs> but yeah. Then oh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. I, I love yeah. that one. That's great. It's um. Well, I mean, we didn't. Who knew? You yeah, know, is that the one there has to be so many stories. Then that, that's the one that has the the abominable snowman thing. You know, yeah. or the, the yeti. Or Bad animation of yeah. very clever topics. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. Right, yeah. <laughs> more of that puppetry. Yeah, or well, whatever, and whatever it was, whatever that was, I don't think it was claymation. I think it was probably yeah. stop action of some sort. You but would know better than I. Some but, of yeah. that is fun, and and some of it is just old. <laughs> A holly jolly Christmas. See, our listeners know everything <laughs> they know everything this is the view from the other way i'm i'm um, com- communicating back and forth with the unfortunate this is this is the classic situation that we're looking at okay the the pine trees have died around the pond and the trees in the front yard have died so what do we go with well it's yazoo clay and again we've got to go to native trees native shrubs and really, really durable other choices. I'm going to send you a couple of links that will take you into the, the world of, of Bob Bruzak and, and his native plant world, because as you all know, he's my guru. And somebody tell him I said that, it always embarrasses him. But it's true. Um, landscape architecture professor at MSU and really the, the go-to guy for why why do we and why don't we put native plants into our environment and into our landscapes more often and why we should and frankly i'm i'm with him on that so i'll send you a couple of those links here in just a little bit but i got to tell you that's one of the most beautiful properties that i've seen it's just gorgeous just lovely thank you it for has your, to be in the pine belt thanks for your kind words to me um actually it certainly looks like it but it's I mean, those it's, are yeah, it's yazoo clay and that's kind of central to south so we know it's not the Delta. We know y'all soil yeah, is better. Yeah, I was going to say, that's the one place I know that <laughs> y'all is not have better the Delta. Soil. <laughs> We're all jealous, but we can't really do too much about it. I'm back to getting the uh, pile of leaves the size of the Volkswagen bus in the back of my yard again to make more compost, to build more beds, to do more stuff. If you're not doing that, give yourself a break. It's not nearly as complicated as some people would like you to think. If you rake up bags, break up leaves and put them in bags, okay, just don't put them on the street. Put them out behind the garage or behind the house or behind the hedge or somewhere you don't have to look at them every day. Go out there about once a week and, frankly, kick them and turn them over. That's called tossing the compost or turning the compost, and it really does work. See, you're right, Forrest. He's he's in Forrest, Mississippi with that. Because that's what we were saying. It has to be central and south because that's where the Yazoo clay is. I have been incorporating leaf mold primarily, but some, but other organic products, other organic matters into the soil of my Yazoo clay. And I can grow pretty much anything in it if I keep up with it. 
after a couple of years, it does need a little refreshing. Not not all of it, but where I've where I've grown things, we'll we'll need some help. That's just beautiful, really gorgeous. I think I'm st- I think I must be sitting on the uh, keyboard over here. Any rate, one of the things that's going on in in everybody's house right now is the poinsettia, and we have talked a lot about the poinsettias and what to do and what not to do with them. The biggest thing, and this is this is probably not going to get done, but I have to tell you, put take the foil off and water it before it wilts. That's all you have to do. Then put the foil back on it, set it back on the table, and enjoy it. But if you will water it thoroughly when it not not after it wilts, but before it wilts, and you can tell it just gets a little bit of a droop to it. Give yourself the opportunity to give it some water then. Then you won't have another problem. The other thing about poinsettias, and it's actually true of all of the plants that we bring in as gifts, we don't want to put them either in a totally bright, full-tilt sun window, and we also don't want to put them underneath a heater vent or next to a door that opens all the time. (laughs) Okay? I mean, those are just things. You're trying to keep a moderate environment. Remember, these plants have been grown in a greenhouse where everything is perfection. The temperature is right. The amount of air movement is right. The watering is correct. That's how it gets to you in such beautiful condition. And you don't have to duplicate that, but you have to not mess it up. And that's really easily done, just a a, a bright room. Take the foil off and water the plant when it needs to be watered. Put the foil back on and use it as a decoration for another week or two. Fun stuff. Let's see. is Is it okay to put... Oh, this is a great question. William from Jones County, thank you for asking this. Is it okay to put chicken house fertilizer in your garden? If it has been composted, it is not only good, it is recommended, and I need some myself. Okay, so I can't keep chickens, but but it's a wonderful, wonderful fertilizer. But you have to compost it. And in our part of the world, if you're throwing it into a pile and the pile gets up to be, you know, four feet tall and it's been there for a year, most all of that should be usable, but certainly the part at the bottom. Okay, if you've composted it and continue to to mix it together, then you've got an even better product. But yes, as long as it is composted, you you don't want the reason we don't want to put what is called hot chicken manure or any other kind of manure into the garden is because it will continue to decompose, which is what it's supposed to be doing. And when it does that naturally, it results in a product that will help us build our soils and help us grow plants. But if you do it too soon, it will take whatever nutrient is in your soil and whatever water is in your soil and take it out of there because it's trying to get it's trying to feed its own process. So we don't want to put fresh material into the garden because it'll fight with the material that's already there. And it, and it will win. <laughs> That's the other problem. So give yourself the opportunity to compost those things, leave them in a pile, turn them over, mix them with some straw and bedding and whatever all you've got from those chickens, and tell them thank you because it's the best fertilizer you're going to get. No doubt. Let's see. Um, <laughs> I'm going to get away from the 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 patting on the back over here and move on to Andrea. <laughs> In Madison. Ooh, the bag's full of leaves. How many months do you typically leave them before you use them in your beds? If I do them just in the bag, if I can remember to untie them and throw in a handful of fertilizer, it only takes about four months before they're ready to use. So if you did it now and you tossed them around in that bag once a week, 
you'd probably have something that you'll be able to tell because when you open the bag, you know, we go through the different stages of leaf mold. They look like leaves. And then by the time they're compost, it's all black and crumbly. All right. In between there is leaf mold, and those things are very, very usable, too. But you will see that it has gotten dark. You will see that it has gotten a little bit um, smaller pieces. The part, the particles have begun to fall apart. And you'll probably find some worms and pill bugs and things in there, too, after a couple of months. It's, it's sort of fun. It's one of those things that if you give children to do, they can't imagine that you're actually allowing them to do this, especially when you ride down the street and take other people's leaves. Now... People who put their leaves out on the side of the street, you know, to be picked up, need to remember that there are those of us who will play you rake, we take. And as a result, you need to only put one kind of leaves in that bag and don't put anything else in it. No pine cones, no weeds, none of that stuff. But all of those are, it's all compostable. And the idea of doing it inside the bag is just because it's easy. Yes, it's going to get wet at times, but it's not going to get as wet as it will outside. And if it turns out that the whole thing seems too dry and you need to do that, just poke a couple of holes in the plastic bag. The rain will get in and the whole thing will get damp again. It's really an easy way to do this. And it, it is not it's not without its problems. You've got to have a place to put bags of leaves and you've got to remember to go mess with them. But if you're the sort of person that doesn't want an open compost pile, in the back garden or you don't have a place for it and you do have a back end of a garage or something, do it. Go ahead and do that. And it, it can take, as I say, three to six months. Okay? Nice nice way to do stuff. I have another idea for you, too. I have uh, been looking at my... If you, if you follow me on the social medias, you've seen my pink Christmas cactus, which is in full tilt bloom today. I have one, I bought these two right next to each other in little four inch pots a number of years ago. The yellow one is now spreads out and makes a, almost a wreath of flowers. And the pink one has gotten tall and falls out of its pot with beautiful cascades of flowers. They're both lovely. They're just different. I didn't know that when I bought them, but I probably would have done it intentionally just because they would be different. I will tell you that I have seen this and you've probably seen it too. When you have the Christmas cactus and it's in full bloom and the flowers are beginning to dry out and you may or may not want to take those off, you can. That's fine. But if the leaves begin to look a little bit dry, okay, they're, they'll get they'll look like they're, they've lost some of their puffiness or they've begun to dehydrate just a little bit. Oftentimes it's not because you need to water the plant. And it probably isn't even because you've overwatered it. It's because there's too much light for too long. And in my case, I was just turning on the grow light and leaving it on till I went to bed the ne- that night. I mean, that's too many hours. So they don't need all that. I'm, I'm working the plant too hard. So I'm giving it now about eight hours of, love, of supplemental light because it's in the house and it needs that. But it doesn't need oh, it doesn't need enough conditions to you know grow tomatoes. <laughs> it needs a, a maintenance condition. And you may not have thought of that either. So give yourself that opportunity. We are up to, uh, we've done, just done a second round of T-shirts. We've got another group going this week. So by all means, if you would like to uh, get in on the T-shirt giveaway for the Garden Mama Show, 
you need to get in touch, send me an email. Or if, if you send, send the address, Lance will probably forward it to me. So okay, <laughs> We'll get you your T-shirt. You, we'll get you your T-shirt. And they're, uh, they're too awesome not to want well, I, And I want to drive through a town and see myself on somebody yeah. else. <laughs> they really are good T-shirts. So. They are. They're brilliant. Great logo, super soft, yep. and it's your favorite garden mama. Thank you very much. Um, my, my my daughter did the, the rest of the design, and the, the T-shirts that Super Talk provided are the softest, most wonderful shirts. <laughs> I love that shirt. It's just really great. Beverly's in Harmontown on the text line today. Do you root a Christmas cactus in water or dirt? I know people who do both. Um, I actually like a little potting mix with some sand in it, um, and that makes it a little bit a little bit looser because what you're trying to do, of course, is to keep that thing standing up and able to be hydrated and root without overwhelming the bottom of that leaf or the bottom of the little stem before it can put on some roots. So I like a little sand in a potting soil. It's kind of nice. Um, we're doing the holly jollies. That's funny. <laughs> Y'all are a kick. That's fun. That's fun stuff. Oh. By the way, this is also the time of year when you'll read, if you if you read um, National Gardening Columns, they tell you, oh, yay, this, the seed catalogs are arriving. We'll be looking at all those in January when it's too cold to go out. No, we won't. We will put them in the drawer. And if there's something we want, we'll go look at it and probably order them. But as far as all that kind of wish book stuff, you know, where we're looking and thinking, gee, maybe – Maybe I will grow purple cauliflower next year, you know, something like that. We do that in the summer, don't we, more than we do in the winter. If we get some good wet days, I do encourage you, however, to be sure and take a look at all of the the catalogs that have come to you or the ones that you go to online because there's a lot of new plants, a lot of things that didn't get introduced during the pandemic, have finished their trials and are getting released into the public. There's a new orange zinnia that I think is going to steal our hearts. I mean, there's just so many beautiful things that we can add if we keep up with what's going on. And I think that I think this is the best way to do that. Check out all of your <laughs> my, my favorite seed catalogs, but just for the art, but also go online. So it's going to be something else you're going to want to see. OK. All right. I have to tell you, how many of us learned a little more Spanish than our teachers were willing to, you know, spend time teaching us just so we could sing this song? Stick around. Say hello to Jose. Are you looking for a contractor for your new home or remodel? Go licensed. Unlicensed contractors may try to convince you that pulling your own permit can save you money. But they may do shoddy work, or in some cases, no work at all, costing you far more in the long run. Protect yourself and your investment by comparing estimates from three licensed contractors. Remember, go licensed. For more information, contact the Mississippi State Board of Contractors at msboc.us. 
This is Ernie Johnson Jr. Sports is about overcoming obstacles. And college coaches work hard to help young men overcome Duchenne muscular dystrophy. It's called Coach to Cure MD and you can help. Text the word CURE to 501-501 to donate $25 on your next mobile phone bill. Or go online to coachtocuremd.org. Text the word CURE to 501-501. Help coaches cure MD. Brought to you by the American Football Coaches Association. Quality vehicles, affordable prices. Pinnacle. This just in from Pinnacle Motors. Now for a limited time, all in-stock edge sheds are 20% off. That's right, 20% off. Now for a limited time, all in-stock edge sheds are 20% off. Need that new shed, building, or cardboard? Now for a limited time, all in-stock edge sheds are 20% off. Now back to our regular programming. Pinnacle Motors, Highway 471 at Baker Lane and Vine has that car, truck, or SUV and trailer for all your needs. Online at PinnacleMotorsLLC.com. That's PinnacleMotorsLLC.com. Do you suffer from allergies, sinus or respiratory problems, or just want to improve the quality of air you breathe in your home or business? Pure Air Consultants can help. As your indoor environmental specialist, we clean air ducts, install UV lights, and service all makes and models of heating and cooling systems. We offer the most dependable Energy Star qualified systems in the industry. Call Pure Air Consultants today, 601-939-7420. A proud provider of Green Home AC Systems. <laughs> Are you feeling it? Green. <sighs> The new degree of comfort. Thanks for calling Discover. This is Anjali. Hi, it's Jennifer Coolidge. I just got an alert for a strange charge on my card. No problem. We make sure you're never held responsible for unauthorized purchases on your Discover card. Let's see. Did you purchase something from a t-shirt cannon store yesterday? Absolutely not. No, I already have like three. Zero dollar fraud liability guarantee. It pays to Discover. Learn more at discover.com slash credit card. Limitations apply. I noticed mom hasn't been herself lately. She's been forgetful and not remembering to take her medicine. After visiting the orchard, I knew it was perfect. The orchard is Mississippi's premier continuing care retirement community, licensed in Alzheimer's and dementia care for men and women. I know she's in good hands. It's safe, convenient, and most importantly, it feels like home. For that extra peace of mind, call the orchard today for a tour. 601-856-2205 or go to orchard retirement.com people who come to cricket stay with cricket just like our customer jaren i'm the singer and guitarist in a band and i use my cricket phone for everything it's basically like another band member don't miss a single beat switch today and get a free samsung galaxy a14 5g smile you're on cricket real customer paid for testimonial must bring your number to cricket on up to a 60 dollars a month voice plan depending on device select models only while supplies last first month service charge and tax to its sale cricket 5g requires compatible device and is not available everywhere fees terms and restrictions apply see store for details esisupply.net it's not if you're going to have a spill at your business or workplace it's when esisupply.net exorbitant pads by the bundle or roll esisupply.net Socknet boom products oil gator oil dry spill kits and much more esisupply.net Take it from Scary Gary. If it can spill, it's gonna. ESI Supply, 601-933-4910. That's 601-933-4910 or online at ESISupply.net. No many, you have no idea how many hours of my life I wasted trying to learn to play this. 
but it's still a good one. We flute players are so put upon. Come on, Jethro Tull, Christmas. We're so put upon. We flute players tried so hard to get in the band, but it just wasn't working. Everybody had to take up guitar, you know. <laughs> That's an interesting uh, <clears throat> enigma there. Let's see now. Um <laughs> I don't know if I want to know this. <laughs> so, some things in here. The text line is always is heating up. Good morning. Thank you very much. 601-879-4395. We appreciate C Spire sending that to us. Um, lovely, lovely, lovely. Really so pretty. That's really pretty. Did she did y'all cut it open? <laughs> You've puffed open a puff ball. But I'll give you a name for it in a minute. Interestingly, though, sometimes we don't always get a chance to talk to the people that are, um, aren't necessarily going to tell us the most. And oftentimes they are the youngest people in our circle. Why don't we cut it open and see what it is? Oh, okay, let's do. <laughs> Anna in Oxford, good morning. <laughs> Welcome in. What's going on? Hey, are Anna. Are talking to me? Yes, ma'am. Hey, Anna. Uh, hi. Hi. Uh, you mentioned Christmas cactus and how you take care of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, um, when I left England in 62, that's a long time ago, uh, my grandmother gave me a piece of her Christmas cactus. I still have it. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> it's, tra- it's traveled. Um, it, it's, it's easy to reproduce. Yes. And um, I, I leave it in one spot in my house. Um, light comes in at certain times of the year. And I um, water it with the leftovers from my tea teapot. <laughs> so, so, so when I, I guess that's fertilizer i mean i don't know well but, it's, uh, it's hydration yeah. anyway <laughs> there, yeah, there, i always I have, i've gotten the question many times i have a, a co-worker that wants to pour the rest of the coffee pot into all the plants is that okay and the answer is maybe not the same one every day but you know <laughs> um, i'm not going to say not well, to use the tea water because i think it's probably fine but i don't know i don't know how much good well, it's it, doing it, but it's not doing any harm it, it's clear, and um, and I don't, you know, obviously, um, uh, you have a nice big teapot, you don't get rid of the whole tea, and you right, need it right. in the microwave. Thank, thank, thank you for microwaves. But um, this one just seems to flower perfectly around this time, and the flowers last way into the um, very late winter. <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah, but do you know but which... it, it, likes, it seems to like the tea, and I have not repotted it or anything it's just there <laughs> that's amazing you know i i, I don't want to say this to you but 1962 was really only a minute ago <laughs> so, in the course of the universe it was about a minute ago so i'm yeah, glad to know, know. it's still going what color are the flowers uh pink pink nice very nice yeah yeah and uh it's it just you know as i said it, it just traveled with me every time i moved i love that same pot. <laughs> well, I, I really like that. I think that's wonderful. This is. Uh, I've not done anything else to it. <laughs> you know, and that's one of the things that that sometimes a little bit of what what is called benign neglect is actually what a plant needs. Sometimes the prettiest. Yeah, I, I think so. The yeah. prettiest times sometimes are when we just kind of let it be. <laughs> you know, it's doing fine. There's no problems. Let's just leave it alone for a while, and there it's. I like uh, it. My, my jade, pl- my jade plant from my grandmother did not make. Oh, I'm sorry. 
I'm sorry. I know that yeah. was an issue. And that one was very old. I mean, she'd had it for, you know, probably 50 or 60 years or something. Good but heavens. apparently it was very old, like over 100 years old. But uh, wow. not that good. <laughs> My goodness. That's really, that's a great, I mean, that's a wonderful legacy, though. And to have known it, yeah. known just to have known a plant. You know, I talk about Doris, my my peace lily, that's been with me for more than twenty years now, and I'm really, I have to tell you, she's got new flowers again this week. I mean, it's a beautiful plant, and you just enjoy it because it's. And there's a lot of benign neglect there. There's a lot of just don't mess with it's it. It's benign. Much. It, it, it's it's a. Um it's an adolescent now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> I wish my my um, jade had survived, but um, yeah, I'm not that clever. Um, and uh, I, I give away bits of the um, the uh, Christmas cactus, and I don't know how anybody else keeps it alive. But it's very easy to reproduce. Well, then they, no one has argued with you. So <laughs> that's the good part. Thank you, Anna. Thank you, I did. Have yourself a wonderful Bye-bye. December. Appreciate that. Thank you know, you. one of the things that we talk about all the time around here is trying to give ourselves the chance to be better at what we do. And gardening gives you the chance to do that. You may not always bake a better cake. You may not always even cook a better turkey or whatever it is that you're you're working on in that regard. But it does give us the opportunity plants do to give it to do a little bit better. Can I talk to Ed or did I I didn't cut him off, did I? Hey Ed. I shouldn't touch going, any, I shouldn't Merry, touch anything in here. Ho 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 tell Merry me what's Christmas. going on. Uh, not much. He's eating collards and eating turnips and about full of them. But I like uh, it. Got a question about got a question about Japanese persimmons. My daddy gave me a couple of trees mm. two years ago. Now years ago we had where I'm from in Jay, Florida. There was a bunch of wild ones and he grafted them. Those trees look like oak trees and they're falling to the ground with these Japanese persimmons. Can I get the ones that I planted a couple of years ago that were bought at a local store? Will they get as big as the ones that he grafted? That is really hard to tell. The, there's, they okay. should be perfectly fine and get to be big trees. But I will tell you that at times, grafting gives a particular boost of energy to things. It, for you know, the, the root stock is just healthier, and so therefore the top is well, able to grow better. I mean, so it's hard to yeah. tell you that that one that it would or wouldn't. But I'm okay, not going to say not you. to. I'm just glad you got so many of them. That's a wonderful, wonderful fruit, and a lot of people can't grow them at all. <laughs> so. Well, a lot, a lot of people, you know, they'll say don't buy it into a raw persimmon, but the, what my wife does, she makes this stuff called persimmon bread. You ever had it? Oh, yeah. I love persimmon bread. Oh, my goodness. But another real quick question. He also grows one. I don't have it. See if you've heard of it. It's a, a persimmon that you eat like an apple with a seed. Have you ever heard of that? Well, they're not all bitter, so yeah, you can eat some of them, but they're not going to have that kind of seed, in my knowledge. Right, right. I'll see what I can find out. Okay, well, thank you, God, Mama. Thank you much. And you have a wonderful, have a wonderful Christmas. Take take care of yourself. Have a great holiday. Uh, that's an interesting question. I'll see what I can find out about that. This is uh, I lost my note that I was just writing back to. Lance, we have Lance on the text line and Lance in the studio. This is not rare. It's it's as if well, when someone named Nellie calls, it's always very confusing because there's so few of us. They're just it's not a popular name. And Lances are usually, I mean, in my experience, very you know high and classy. Wonderful. Of course they are. (laughs) And this Lance here is no undoubtedly 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 keeps the bar high. Undoubtedly. Well, scarcity is a resource. I, I was named for a woman who was born in Mississippi, and I did not meet anybody else whose name was Nellie 
for many, many parts of my life until I got back to Mississippi. I think I had met one person whose name was actually Nellie, and she didn't even spell it the same way. But there are always Linnells and Janelles and Raynells and all those other things. That I, so so there's a there obviously was a whole lot of people named Nell at one time in this state because everybody's got a, a sister or something with a piece of that name in it, but it's just funny because we don't we don't run into that many of them. Oh my goodness, you have picked out some of the best ones, and, and I didn't even know what you were going to do today. That's fun. We're going to go talk about T-shirts. We're going to come back in the next hour and talk about Garden Mama newsletter. Talk about. Different stuff we're doing, things we want to do, the plants we want to keep in the house, the ones we might want to take out, this, that, and the other thing, because this is the Garden Mama Show. Superior. It's more than a name. It's a promise that we make to our customers to provide you the highest quality U.S. farm-raised catfish at your favorite restaurant, your family reunion, or on your dinner table. Hey, this is Steve Azar, and I want to let you know that with Superior Catfish, you know the next bite is as good as the first, time after time. Made possible by your friends and neighbors here in Mississippi. Remember, there's catfish, then there is Superior Catfish. Are you looking for a contractor for your new home or remodel? Go licensed. Unlicensed contractors may try to convince you that pulling your own permit can save you money. But they may do shoddy work, or in some cases, no work at all, costing you far more in the long run. Protect yourself and your investment by comparing... Since 1871, Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile in downtown Bolton has been providing everything you need. Everything for your house, fencing, plumbing, flowers, lumber. Everything for your animals, dogs, cats, birds, chickens, cows, horses. And everything for your patio and yard. Bayou Classic Cookers, Wind Chimes, Orca and Pelican Coolers. We have most everything. 150 years of serving the community, family owned and operated. Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile, downtown Bolton since 1871. We'll see you soon. Are you a hard worker? Are you dependable? Do you have a good attitude? Do you want to be part of a team? If so, the Black Label Bridge Builders at Key Constructors offers lead men and women purpose-driven career opportunities with on-the-job and outside training, leadership development, and benefits. To learn more about what it takes to be a Black Label Bridge Builder, please visit Key's website at keyconstructors.com. Please also follow at Key Constructors on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook to see regular updates on the Black Label Bridge Builders. You're listening to WFMN Flora Jackson, Super Talk Mississippi, powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros, online at baroniestreepros.com. I'm J.T. Mitchell, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. As lawmakers prepare for another legislative session, Republicans have gone ahead and put their support behind Jason White as the next House Speaker. 
We caught up with the representative from West this morning to see where his head's at a little over a month away from gaveling in. We specifically talked about being in the supermajority and the fact that we don't have a lot of excuses. If we don't do something on certain issues, whatever they are, you can't say you don't have the votes. You better have a different excuse because voters and taxpayers are expecting some things to, to happen this session and over the next four years. And, and you know, we're going we're gonna to find out who's where. As you just heard, White expects to get a lot done during his first year as Speaker, especially with Republicans having a supermajority. Some ideas he threw around were school choice, further cutting taxes, and, of course, finding a solution to the state's ongoing health care crisis. We have one voice, the voice of agriculture. We have one job, growing the products you need every day. We have one mission, fighting for agriculture and rural Mississippi. We have you in mind, caring for your private property rights. We are the Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation, 100 years and counting. Become a member today at msfb.org. Hi, this is Fred Johnson, president of Mississippi 811. I'm proud to announce that Bob and Jenny have finally moved into their new house after living in a doghouse for a couple of years. As you may know, that was because Bob decided to pound a sign in their front yard without contacting 811 and hit a gas line. Bob has finally learned his lesson, but if he forgets, I'm sure that Jenny will remind him. Remember, safety is in your hands every dig, every time. Be sure to contact Mississippi 811 at least three working days before before you dig. All three seats on the Public Service Commission in Mississippi are currently elected positions, but Representative Scott Bounce says only a handful of states remain that leave the post up to voters. You know, I've always heard conversation and, and chatter around the Capitol that, you know, we need to we need to uh, do away with that elected, let that be an appointed position starter. That that may be a conversation. I can't tell you that I've got legislation drafted to do that or anything. He also has concerns about the current statute that regulates campaign contributions, which he says is very broad. Doesn't mention solar, doesn't mention wind or anything like that. If it does mention gas or electric companies, okay? And if you go down into the code, it, the electric companies are defined. So I think if we're going to... Uh, you know, that being an issue in this past election cycle, I think that uh, I think we probably need to tighten that up a little bit. With Sports Mississippi, I'm Dixon Williams. Junior College football playoff action today finds number four East Mississippi taking on number one Hutchinson, Kansas in Hutchinson, Kansas. That's a two o'clock kick this afternoon. The Blue Dragons are ten and zero, or the Lions are nine and two. Then number two Iowa Western takes on number three Kilgore, Texas tomorrow at two o'clock, and Council Bluffs, Iowa, in the other Junior College playoff game. While the Reavers are ten and one, the Rangers are nine and one, and the winners of the semifinal games will meet. Division One Junior College Football Championship in Little Rock, Arkansas on Wednesday, December 13th at the 7 o'clock kick there, and it will be televised on ESPNU. And the college football playoff and the New Year's Day 6 selection show will be Sunday morning at 11 o'clock on ESPN. This is Super Talk Sports Mississippi.
Running a business is tough. If you're struggling with HR benefits and payroll, you're not alone. Many businesses just don't have the resources to keep up. That's where MWG Employer Services comes in. We provide a full range of employer services with everything from payroll to benefits to HR services and compliance and can create a custom plan that fits your needs and budget. We're a Mississippi-based company that can help you focus on what you do best, growing your business. Call MWG Employer Services today at 601-206-7966 or go to MWG Employer Services. You know that nowadays, most people go online to look at a business before they spend their money. Do you have an old, outdated website or just a Facebook page and still not bringing in customers? Targeted digital advertising from Supertalk Mississippi Media Digital's highly trained and trusted staff is the answer. We're ready to work with you to help your business capitalize on the power of digital marketing. Call 601-991-2305 or go to stmmdigital.com to get started today. There have been five state champions crowned already in Oxford and high school football playoffs. There are three more to be crowned today. In the Class 4A at 12 noon today at Vaught Hemingway Stadium, a battle of the unbeatens as Louisville, it's 14-0, will take on Columbia, who is 14-0 for the Class 4A state championship. Then the Class 3A state championship game will be at 3.30. Winona is 14-0, and they'll take on Knoxville County, who is 10-4 for the Class 3A state championship. And the Class 7A state championship game will round out the championship weekend in, in Oxford as Starkville is 10-3. They'll take on Oak Grove, who is 12-1. That'll be a 7 o'clock kick for the 7A state championship at Vault Hemingway Stadium in Oxford. I'm Dixon Williams. This is Super Talk Sports Mississippi. trees over your head to the lawn you hate to mow and everything green in between garden mama's here to help you keep on growing still the empress of everything green here's your horticulture maven garden mama nelly neal on super talk mississippi oh yeah they say it sounds like we're having a good time if they only knew (laughs) they only knew but that's why we're here. The good news is you can see a whole lot of it. Supertalk.tv. We um, we we don't we don't show you all of the fun, but we yeah, try I to put it in our voices. Not about me, baby. You know, we try to put you. it in it's our voices. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only two hours a week that's about me. Yeah, Trust me. Know, it's, the rest of the time, <laughs> you're in charge. Somebody else is here. The good news is you can headbang to uh, to. It uh, turns games. out it turns out that you the can do that. Can, yes, you absolutely I can. You can so. I, I just it's we have the proof now. For those of you who have not, I had three people say, "What was that song? What was that song? What was that song?" This week, and I thought, "Well, that's really funny that people don't know that song." That's because he didn't do a whole lot else. <laughs> but Mason Williams was a fine musician who wrote a tune called Classical Gas. And there's a lot of reasons why it's a great tune, but I appreciate you liking it as the theme to the Garden Mama show. So. Well, I wanted to mention before we, we uh, yes, sir. take two seconds to say uh, uh, we do have some big football games today yes, uh, for uh, high school. It'll wind down. And I just wanted to thank a lot of our – we have a lot of crossover folks. And I just thank you all for listening this year. We had a blast. It's amazing what super talk i think the outreach 
and getting into the communities and getting to know yes. people. Yes. It is I mean, such have, a, how I mean, else am I going to get to yeah, talk to these and people? That's why, it's kind of, it's, it's such an wonderful. honor to get to do that. And I know such you feel joy. the same thing. Yes. And it's a joy. Yes. Thank you, guys. Thanks for the pictures we get every Saturday. Thanks for the input, the questions. And this time of year, just be careful. Uh, there's a lot going on. Everybody's busy. You got, And it's that in-between and the, the hurry to go and do nothing, you know, other than <laughs> just, just take hurry care up of and yourself. Wait yeah, hurry up and wait <laughs> and take, you know, take naps, hopefully. But take care of yourself this time of year it's uh you know uh, the weather uh, changes on a dime it can be 72 one day and 30 the next and uh, just be careful out there and thank you so much for listening we appreciate to us. it more than we can ever tell you because guess what you got lots of choices and the people who were, were kind enough to download this broadcast and put it in their phone and go somewhere and drive around with it and talk to me and send me questions about things from three weeks ago i love that i don't want to bother you mama no you're not bothering me you're, you're literally validating my world when you do that. So I uh, thank you for it very, very, very much. I have uh, – there's so many things that we learn in this world. And sometimes it's just as simple as this. How do those things get stripes? How do leaves get stripes? How do animals get stripes? How do patterns develop? How come I don't have a plaid on my arm? I mean, I don't have a tattoo that does that. So why don't I have a plaid pattern? Well – it turns out that the folks at the University of Colorado Boulder, who have been studying this for a very long time, have brought us some information that I thought you might be interested in. The the spots on the leopards, okay, stripes on zebras, yeah, angelfish, boxfish, those are really crazy patterns. But we've sort of not known how that how, how this works. Interestingly enough, publishing in Science Advances, if you want to go and look some of this stuff up, there's, there's same, the, the same question comes up in a lot of contexts. How does the organism develop point A, point B, whatever it is? In this case, complicated patterns and shapes because everything starts with a, the same bunch of cells, okay? They're, the cells themselves have to have a message, have to have a meaning, have to have a reason, have to have a change. And the particular work that they've been doing in the Department of Chemical and Biological Engineering puts the physical and chemical mechanism together to explain what is actually a very complicated biological phenomenon, but it is not something that is not understandable once we realize these other pieces of it <clears throat> Excuse me, need to come into play. We've always known that it was about camouflage. We've always known that it was about attracting mates, showing off a little bit. <clears throat> I'm sorry. And the question has always been, what makes that trigger happen? And in this case, they've been pushing back into the DNA of the whole business. What they did was work on an idea that as the tissues develop, they in turn produce chemical agents, which in turn has the same effect, if you might think about this, was looking at the way that, for example, milk goes into coffee. You know, it's how things, how things change when they change. So th- these bits and pieces of information are giving us much, much better ideas. And, of course, it will help us with the development of other materials, but also the development, the reinforced development, the Im- improvements in the things that we already have. I think that's really very cool. That's a, we just were showing a moment ago at supertalk.tv the uh, swinging bridge at Byron. That's beautiful. Thank you for sending that, Chief. I appreciate you. Really, really nice. Let's see. We've got another one popping in over here. Um, yeah, that's interesting, too. 
That's very, that's in, y'all send such interesting stuff. Thank you. Fun stuff. Talking about propagation of Christmas cactus, I have been, I've really been impressed with how many people want to propagate plants. I have had a particularly large philodendron um, in in the at, at the at the Bottle Tree Garden Tour, and I, I think probably ten different people said, "How do you propagate that? Did you propagate that? How do you propagate that?" And when it comes to a green stem, there's nothing easier. There's really nothing easier. The first time I ever saw it done was with manicure scissors to trim off something that had broken. But you can use clippers. You can use your fingernails. Uh, my, one of my very favorite sets of cuttings I ever took were off coleus and literally just used fingernails to, to do that. It's easy peasy and really makes more plants that are easier to maintain inside the house over the wintertime. There's no question about that. So I wanted you to know that that pollinating, I mean, that propagating rather is a subject that I am very fond of. And so when you do have questions about a particular plant, this is the place to get them answered. We're moving now. Soon as I look at all those beautiful orange and yellow and gold and red leaves that are happening on our trees out here, I immediately know that when they fall, that's when we're going to need to be talking about taking hardwood cuttings. Hardwood cuttings, of course, are real simple. You take pieces 12 to 14 inches long of whatever that is you want to, you know, whatever woody plant it is that you're trying to root, make a bundle of those sticks, tie them together, loosely, but tie them together, and then you're going to plunge the whole business into wet sand for a period of months. And believe it or not, hardwood cuttings are some of the most exciting things when you ultimately look at them because they've been in this constricted situation Oftentimes, that is what happens. When a plant is wounded, it tries to root. So that's how we we take advantage of that in many ways of propagation. There was somebody, but there's not. Okay. (laughs) You're having another conversation. It's a sidebar over here. Where's the football? Where's the football when you need it? <laughs> I have it in the car. It's always a good prop. <laughs> it's, it's waiting. Yeah. That's Caleb and our midnight uh, enjoyment after that is to go out in the parking lot, sling the football around for 30 minutes, and then go, all right, see you later. <laughs> see you Monday. I, I want that GoPro camera. I really do. I want to see what y'all are well, doing we get to, We accomplish a lot. I mean, it's strategy, <laughs> you know, and spinning ball and strategy. All of that. That's right. <laughs> In the in the middle of the night, the, I, the guys I told the the people that maintain this building do an amazing job, mm-hmm. and the lights around here. I mean, you could play a wiffle ball game out here at night. You I could. Mean, it's really you could. thank you. They do a we, great job. We appreciate that. Yeah, and I, yeah, we do for throwing football purposes. We very much appreciate them. First thing in the early morning too. Doesn't hurt. Doesn't hurt at all. No, John in the early morning uh, on uh, Monday through Friday is great. He is uh, so thorough, has the <laughs> gate ready to go. Uh, he's such a good guy. So thank you, John, if you're listening. Talking about the uh, how does the angelfish get its stripes and all of those sorts of things, I heard somebody the other day, and I didn't really think much of what they said. Because you know me, I want to. I want to be on the Starship Enterprise. You know, I want to be flying through space, going to see what else is out there. But he had a good point, and he said, "Why don't we, why don't we look at the ocean more? Why? How come we're so afraid of that? Why did it take, you know, one guy with all the money in the world to go to the bottom of the Marianas Trench? Why couldn't? Why isn't that a scientific priority for us? Well, I don't know why it's not. And it was a very good question. Then this story kept crossed my desk this week. 
and I want to know more about the ocean again. Cornell University always has people. I think they just really must have people that think up stuff to go research. And sometimes it gets in and sometimes it doesn't. But when it does, oh, my goodness, you think about all the ideas they didn't approve because this one seems really crazy. We want to study water ballet, but we want to study it in sea fireflies. What? That's right. Fireflies in the in the water, in the ocean. Now, understandably, they are iridescence. There is an iridescence to them. That's why they're that's why they would be the, the, the fireflies of the sea. It is pretty extreme, but when those male fish decide that it's time to show out, my goodness, they show out. And, and how they do it is by fooling each other because they have this they have the iridescence, the iridescent mucus. But they don't let anybody else see it until everybody sees it. And then suddenly the whole area will light up with these fish. Well, you know, if I'm Juliet up on the balcony, that's pretty impressive. And apparently that's what their whole point is, is to make sure that all the Juliets in this family get all of the males that they need to keep things going. The ostracods are teeny tiny crustaceans. How small are they? The size of sesame seeds. How small are sesame seeds? That thing on top of your hamburger bun is a sesame seed, okay? That little tiny thing. So these things have taken a long time. They, they would see color. You know, people would, they, they would, and even when they would do videos underwater, there would be color, but they didn't know what the source was, except that it was something that has this particular bioluminescence, this iridescence going. They are sort of, Sort of like shrimp because they are crustaceans, but they they live in seagrass and they live in reefs. So they're they're not the most bold and 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 traversing creatures. They live generally where they are, and you have to go to see them. So this is pretty in 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 training um, EGDs or what they are called because they're very distinct patterns of bioluminescence. You can recognize these creatures by the way that they glow. And it's pretty exciting. As I was saying, it, it starts with when, when one is willing to show off, then everybody shows off, and that's what makes all this color happen. Repeat several times there, um, there, there's, as they swim. And yeah, they do communicate. There's some people that have been attempting to make this be Morse code. It's not, but it, it, there is a certain synchronicity to them in the same way of water ballet with human beings. It does not happen randomly. And I think that's probably the point I want to leave you with. When we see things in nature, generally we we think, well, that's unusual, or, or oh, I've never seen that before. Believe me, somebody has in, in terms of natural phenomena. It, but it wasn't until, for instance, that they could look deeply enough to see these tiny creatures and the way that they behave as individuals, because we never saw them except in groups. When you look at things in nature, you begin to see stuff that you didn't see before just by looking and just by seeing that, for example, when the popcorn cassia tree has finally bloomed up, it's much hardier than the other candelabra cassia was. So those have all frozen. Those froze the first time they had a chance to freeze. But the second, the other one, the popcorn cassia that smells so funny, is beautiful, beautiful buds that have opened. They are shiny black and they open gold. That's pretty exciting for somebody like me. I'd never seen that particular flower open itself before. And that, that's, that's what I'm talking about are the things that we don't know 
that we take a look at. We have a minute to pay attention to them. And the next thing you know, it's, it's more exciting than you could have imagined. So I think that's really terrific. We've been talking this morning about replacing trees and shrubs, um, about trying to figure out how to get the most out of the holiday gifts and plants and whatnot that we're getting. I'm going to tell you this one because I can solve your problem. If you know a gardener and that gardener, for example, has houseplants, if you will make up a 30-gallon garbage can of really good potting mix that you've mixed according to my recipe, which I'm happy to send you, just send me an email, I'll give it to you, you will find yourself doing something for them that you had no idea they would like as much as they do. It's, it's really, really important. This is also a time to be cleaning out those beds of the vines, even poison ivies, <coughs> excuse me, the things that you don't want in the bed long term. Most of that is dormant now. You still need to wear gloves. You still need to be careful. Some of it's going to have thorns. Some of it's going to have, like the poison ivy does, a, a toxic element to it. But this is this following these slower rains that have finally broken the surface for us, this really is the time to do that. Sometimes we have uh, a couple of other choices at this point, and yes, I'm still, I dug up two of them and they didn't transplant very well, so I'm going to dig up the other clump um, of the red-hot pokers and try and get them to do a little bit better. But I did move the irises down to the edge of the bed. They were the, These are bearded iris that I inherited from somebody, and they are they don't, bloom very well. They have to have sunlight on that rhizome. So I have moved these to the very edge of the bed, really in between the stepping stones, so that I hope that's going to help them. I looked yesterday and realized that they're not real happy about being there, but that's because it hasn't rained quite enough yet. Those kind of things that you're doing, resetting perennials, moving stuff around a bit, it's really a good time to do that. And I, I don't want you to play, where did I put that next year? So I know we all have this. Don't 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 try to fool me. I know it's true. You have a drawer full, as I do, of of, of plastic flatware that has come with everything you ever brought into the house that you didn't cook yourself. I know you have it. Take out the knives first and write the name of your plant on it and shove it next to where you just moved those plants to so that when they go ahead and and die down and come back up, you'll remember that that's where you put the hellebore or that's where you put the Louisiana iris or that's where you put whatever it was because some of these things are going to lose their leaves. I've got two daylilies I need to plant right now. They're they're losing their, their, their deciduous daylilies. They're losing their leaves in their containers. So when I plant them, it reminded me to take a couple of the knives with me and write on there what's on there. Even if I just write daylily or even if you just put a dot so you know there's a plant there, you can look at it when it comes up and see what it is. But you don't need to go around and replant on top of something else. And you also don't need to ignore the ones that you've moved. They may need a little attention. And if you don't remember they're there, well, it's harder to pay attention to them. Oh, my goodness. I haven't heard this one in a long time. You know what? We're just going to do this all month. So, and and we'll try not to put, we'll try not to play everything that we like. We'll try to play some of the things you like. Yep, it's Christmas music. He says no. We're only going to hear what he likes. <laughs> Stick around. This is the Garden Mama show. Feel like I'm in paradise.
We have one voice, the voice of agriculture. We have one job, growing the products you need every day. We have one mission, fighting for agriculture and rural Mississippi. We have you in mind, caring for your private property rights. We are the Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation, 100 years and counting. Become a member today at msfb.org. It's a big job keeping a whole planet fed. More American producers are turning to the fuel that gives them the power to do it. Propane. With lower costs, cleaner emissions, and greater reliability, propane can do more around your operation better than any other fuel. And with an abundant supply made right here in the U.S., you're helping America stay energy independent. We've got a world to feed, so let's get to work in a clean energy revolution. Energy for everyone. Propane. For more information, visit MSPropane.com. I'm Rex Baker with Gateway Rescue Mission. Each week, I meet with three people who graduated from our addiction recovery program. These graduates are now gainfully employed and are taking online college courses. Three people who used to be in prison or on drugs, and now they're going to college. How cool is that? One of the reasons God put you on this earth is to make a difference in someone else's life. You can be a part of that at Gateway Rescue Mission. Check us out at gatewaymission.org. 37 years. That's a long time, and that's how long Shapley's Restaurant has been bringing you the finest in steaks, seafood, and, of course, our homemade hot tamales. This is Mark Shapley, and we are proud that we are celebrating our 37th year in business. Shapley's has been a staple in the greater Jackson market and had the pleasure of serving guests from around the country. This couldn't have happened without you, and we are so grateful for your continued support. Shapley's Restaurant, 37 years and counting. Come see us soon, 601-957-8000. People who come to Cricket stay with Cricket, just like our customer, Jaren. I'm the singer and guitarist in a band, and I use my Cricket phone for everything. It's basically like another band member. Don't miss a single beat. Switch today and get a free Samsung Galaxy A14 5G. Smile, you're on Cricket. Real customer paid for testimonial must bring your number to Cricket on up to a $60 a month voice plan depending on device. Select models only while supplies last. First month service charge and tax to its sale. Cricket 5G requires compatible device and is not available everywhere. Fees, terms, and restrictions apply. See store for details. The College Corner is headed to Oxford. Stop by their new location in the Oxford Commons off Sisk Avenue. They'll have 4,000 square feet of Rebel gear ready for your trip to the Grove. On your next trip to Oxford, stop by the College Corner or our other great locations in Ridgeland and Flowood. Hats, shirts, polos, pullovers, sweats, t-shirts. College Corner has it all. And as always, you can visit us online at collegecornerstore.com. That's collegecornerstore.com. The College Corner, where your game day apparel meets. Hi, this is Shelby with Two Men in a Truck. At Two Men in a Truck, we've added a new service option to our brand, junk removal. Whether you're deep cleaning, renovating, or staging your home to sell, our Two Men in a Truck junk removal option is perfect to get the job done. Our professionally trained moving and junk removal teams will load and haul away your unwanted junk for you. Visit twomenandatruck.com to learn more and get a free junk removal quote. That's twomenandatruck.com. Thanks for calling Discover. This is Anjali. Hi, it's Jennifer Coolidge. I just got an alert for a strange charge on my card. No problem. We make sure you're never held responsible for unauthorized purchases on your Discover card. Let's see. Did you purchase something from a t-shirt cannon store yesterday? Absolutely not. No, I already have like three. Zero dollar fraud liability guarantee. It pays to Discover. Learn more at discover.com slash credit card. Limitations apply. You don't- 
Even Keith Richards celebrates Christmas, (laughs) or at least celebrates something in December. I don't know. It's a tough one. (laughs) The Garden Mama Show rolls on today. You all are just, y'all are terrific. What a great question. The flowering maple is, is indoors, and the question is, is it a candidate for hardwood cutting? If, if the, if the wood is, if the, the stems are woody, Yes. If not, it's going to be pretty easy to root. I, in fact, I just cut a flowering maple. If you don't, if you don't know flowering maple, it is a butylon. The leaves are shaped like maple leaves in kind of a classic sense, but the flowers hang upside down. So sometimes it's also called Chinese lantern plant, and they're, they're just beautiful, wonderful, wonderful plant, um, and one that that everybody ought to grow at least once. But mine also had a tall tall stem and a short stem, so I have cut the other one off, and just rooting that stem in some soil is going to be fine um really the uh the question is always is it going to be a, a, a viable plant i don't know the main plant will then sprout and put on some new leaves and the other one will probably be fine too but single stems like that that get tall usually are not woody enough to use the woody method but but if it's woody you certainly can if it's not you want to use something else you want to go ahead and either put it into some water or some soil or some wet sand or something like that and let it root a little bit before you do something else with it well welcome in from clinton hey daniel hello how are you one of this day uh, for y'all that don't know this is one of the longest people that's li- this person's been listening to me since i was young <laughs> <laughs> i'm fighting firehand fight uh oh! As we speak, and well, I thought I'd call the experts. They're in the the potted plants outside. Or are they inside? Yes, especially the moringa, because you know I have you sampling. Sample. Oh, okay. Well, that's good. Well, here's the thing: all you need to get the ants to get out of the containers outside is a, a mixture of dishwater, soap, and water. Make it warm water, pour it through, you know, mix it all up, mix it, put like two squirts into a quart of water so you're getting a soapy solution that will rush them out of there and also make it inhospitable for them. And then do it again and then water with clear water. That generally works. If it doesn't, then we have to move up to insecticidal soap. And if they are indoors, I'm probably going to use insecticidal soap just because it's it's quicker. Does it need to be non-antibacterial? You know, I don't know. So, I, I probably wouldn't so. hurt it. <laughs> probably won't hurt to kill if, if there's any bacteria in there. <laughs> Interesting okay. question. I don't know the answer to that one. We All usually right. talk well, about pure soap. Yeah. Thank you, sir. I'm glad to hear from you. Have a wonderful Bye-bye. day. Bye now. That's nice. It's fun to hear from folks that um, have been kind enough to listen for so long. Dear friends and, and, and frankly, great gardeners. Just great gardeners. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all are funny today. That's some good stuff. We're, t- we're discussing head-banging Christmas music here on the text line. <laughs> Y'all are funny. That just, just stay tuned. Not necessarily here. We're not as big on head-banging as some of the other programs. But trust me, Lance will find it. It'll play somewhere. 
Well, you know, and I'm not going to show it because it's just too cool. No. And, and everybody no. would be doing it. And I don't want to start a bad trend at Christmas. No, we want to keep all our trends, all of our trends very up, very upbeat, at least in this two hours. much anymore, so. At least in this two hours. We keep everything literally peace and love here because that's frankly what gardening's all about is to try and make you feel better make you think more of yourself make you think better about the world nothing else does that quite as effectively as getting your hands dirty so i'm i encourage everybody to do that especially especially when you have all the pressures of december I don't care what you celebrate or if you don't celebrate anything. There's somebody inviting you to a party. You're expected to bring a dish or you got to come up with some kind of present for somebody that drew your name out of a hat somewhere. You know, there's all these things you got to do, regardless of what else you might actually be celebrating. So give yourself a break. Spend a little time in the garden. Say, oh, you know, it's cold. I think I'm going to have to go out and spray my camellias. Nobody's going to come help you do that. So you go do that and you have a little time by yourself. I think I'll go and, I don't know, weed the pansies. Nobody's going to help. You'll go do that and you'll, you'll feel better after you get it done. Oh, good. We've got a couple more T-shirt folks coming in here. By all means, do let me know. We want addresses for T-shirts. You can send it to me in email or you can do it here and give Lance more work to do. So. <laughs> it all works out just fine. How many tree rings do you think um, we are actually able to read? How far does all this go back? I'm kind of sticking with Cornell today for some reason, maybe because they've had some not-so-great press, but on the other hand, they are a, a great university for a lot of horticulture, biology stuff. The variability of extremes of climate, the ones that are really bad one point and, and, you know, drought followed by flood. You know, the year we've lived through here in the Deep South, record in the spring water, rains, winter water, summertime, 100 plus degrees for days on end. Fall turned out to be a prolonged drought in really bad situations. That changes the tree rings. And what they've been working on to study in the San Joaquin Valley are 600 years of tree rings. This is this new approach, which puts the the paleo information, you know, the the fossil record kind of stuff, along with understanding how the weather was that got it to that point is something that we've not really studied together before. So for that reason, understanding about the Central Valley in California is essential. That's where much, much, much of the country's produce is grown. <clears throat> and we have so many changing weather patterns and changing weather drifts. In other words, they, they it used to go along for a little while, kind of like we say here. It will warm up, rain, get cold, warm up, rain, get cold. Well, now they've been having the reverse of that. And that, in turn, not only is tough on the plants, it's tough on the people who are trying to grow them. So they're trying to get a signal change mechanism going that will help them understand when and what they need to be taken care of. 600 years of tree rings can teach you a lot, as it turns out, and I'm not surprised by that. I think that's really wonderful. But here's a question. How far can the wind carry a plant's seeds? Well, we we don't know. We, we have seen different pieces of this particular puzzle, and we understand that trying to move plants, particularly as weather conditions change, is not always the simplest task that we have to do. So 
understanding all of that, the plants do contribute to us because they help us create food, they help us create medicine, they help us do so many other things that are in the pleasure sequence, okay? But the model that they have just worked on at the University of Missouri, Columbia, and extends into the southeast is where the seeds go. They're trying to find out the probability of where a seed will land in different conditions depending on the seed type and also depending, frankly, on the conditions of the wind. The wind speed itself turns out to have as much effect as anything else on where that seed goes. You you might think that it gets into a, you know, it, it, it might ride along on the possum's ear, and that's true. That, that seeds ride along on small mammals and can go greater distance than you might imagine. But at the same time, they also have to drop off somewhere and sprout. And what they're looking for in the case of this study is how far did they go and when did they sprout? It's pretty interesting stuff. I think we'll find out more um, about this. The question started out apparently as do critters, are the, are the creatures that are carrying this and is the wind blowing? Is it all going into cooler areas? And no, it's not. Some things are taken to areas that are not supposed to be really where it would survive. In some cases, that's good. some cases, it's not. So going forward, the team's going to develop educational programming for K-12 through school as well as college students to help explore how the different disciplines within this can work together to, to solve the different real-world problems. If we know that we need to get, for example, a clump of tree number X over here, how are we going to get those seeds there? How are we going to how are we going to encourage that to happen? And the kind of work that they're talking about doing with citizen scientists makes a lot of sense. I like it. I like it very very much. I ha- I also like. I was talking about Brussels sprouts before. I really like that this this temperature gradient that we're in now is so positive for that whole family of plants, whether it's collards or broccoli or kohlrabi or my favorite brussels sprouts all of the conditions are just really good for it there it's cool enough in the evening but it's not so hot during the day and that's really when they grow the best so in addition to fertilizing your pansies i want you to get out and fertilize whatever vegetables you might have going right now whether it's a little patch of mustard greens or whether it's you know 10 feet of onions or i don't know a quarter mile long row of one thing or another that that Rich is growing in Kentwood, all of those things, of course, make a big difference in how we see them later on. Is how we're taking care of them now. So fun. Um, let's see. Oh, well, that's not so bad. <laughs> that's not so bad. Dot's in Bolton, and she's got a a, a a begonia that's not too happy. I'm going to tell you, cut those stems back. Cut them down to leave. You can leave one leaf on them or a little bit less than that. And then take hold of that container and tap on the sides of it. If you can slip the whole thing out, you're probably, because this is a clay pot, I don't want you to break the pot. But tap on the sides of it and lift that plant out. You're going to see that it's either completely root bound or that it has almost no roots because the soil is too wet. One of those two things is going to be present. I grow grow a lot of this begonia and I've done both. So at that point, all you need to do is cut it back, either let it dry out or get it better hydrated, give it some fertilizer, and the window that you have it in will be perfect. It'll start growing again. The, the stems are not likely to rejuvenate at this point unless it's just that dry. If that's the case, 
then you'll take the saucer out from under it, water it till the water goes all the way through the pot and wait for it to perk back up. But it doesn't it doesn't look to me like that's going to be the case. I think it's got a, a different set of problems. And they do kind of wear out. Um, I, I had to cut back a couple of my angel wing begonias pretty seriously. And now they've got little tiny flower buds on them. So that, that, they're not as pretty as they once were, but they're on their way back to good health. And I think that makes a big difference in the way that I treat them. So that's nice. Um, oh, yes, begonia. The puffballs, I, I didn't find the name of it, but I will. And I'm going to let you know about that one. Oh, golf, tre- golf tees. What a great idea. This is, um, this, she, she, she says that begonia is probably too wet. It could be. Just let it dry out a little bit. But do slip it out of the container and make sure that that's the case. Um, we do sometimes go, it's, it's like Anna's talking about watering the things with her teapot. Sometimes if we water the same thing too many, few too many times, it doesn't get a chance to dry out enough to continue growing. So those are, those are both good tips. The, the golf tees, that was a great idea to mark where they are, where you've planted something. And of course, then when you dig up stuff later on, there's plenty of color to tell you what that you dug, just, just dug up something that you intended to grow. <laughs> I like that note. Y'all are fun. I'd always just be going out there digging for golf tees, going, okay, I, need I know a they're golf here. Tees. Yeah, they're here somewhere. Man, I'm out of golf tees. What happened to them? They were here before. Where did I put them? Oh, yeah. They planted them. <laughs> How do you stay on task? This is just a question that if you have a very concerted approach to life and you're able to do the first thing on the list right before the second thing, before the third thing, and check them all off as you go. I, I thank you. I appreciate you because I think you keep the world running much better than I could. I'm one of those people that has an idea over here and then an idea over there. And in order to stay on task, I, I have said this before, if my third grade teacher did not teach me to make a list of what I had to do for the next day, I would not have gotten out of third grade, much less anything else, because I'm somebody who drifts. My head goes into 10 different directions. But the University of Texas at Arlington is letting us know that guess what? Alertness and motivation both go directly to our ability to pay attention to tasks. So I'm thinking maybe in my case it's not necessarily the alertness. It's the motivation. I may or may not want to know whatever that is. I remember feeling that way about quite a few things I had to at least make a B in, if not, you know, better grades. Gee, I don't want to know this, but sometimes you have to. Sometimes you absolutely have to. It's difficult to maintain a high level of focus over time. We all have seen that. But what they're working on, of course, is setting the specific goals within the framework. And I think that that's what I wanted to let you know about in the garden. We all talk about you may want to have a master plan, but you got to have it broken up into sizable bites that you can actually take care of and do. So don't bite off more than you can chew, literally, in the garden, but give yourself a chance to have several things going on at once, all of which can lead to something else. Okay? Okay. Booker T. and the MGs. Everybody had a Christmas album. Here's another one.
Are you a business owner looking for help with HR benefits and payroll? MWG Employer Services offers a wide range of services and can create a custom plan that fits your needs and budget. I was so overwhelmed with HR stuff. MWG Employer Services took all the stress out of it and even set up my payroll. I couldn't be happier. MWG Employer Services is here to help you succeed. Call us today at 601-206-7966 or go to MWGEmployerServices.com. Superior. It's more than a name. It's a promise that we make to our customers to provide you the highest quality U.S. farm-raised catfish at your favorite restaurant, your family reunion, or on your dinner table. Hey, this is Steve Azar, and I want to let you know that with Superior Catfish, you know the next bite is as good as the first, time after time. Made possible by your friends and neighbors here in Mississippi. Remember, there's catfish, then there is Superior Catfish. Garden Mama here for Lakeland Yard and Garden Center. Brighten the coming fall days and spice up your porch with the magnificent colors of cushion mums in bud and bloom. Lakeland has them. While you're there, be sure to check out the large selection of tropical plants and citrus trees for your sunroom, too. And don't forget to pick up winterizer for your lawn. Fall feeding promotes deep root growth and helps your lawn weather the winter. Listen to your mama now. We're growing your way at Lakeland Yard and Garden Center, Lakeland Drive and Airport Road. A psoriasis flare-up can make a walk in the park, well, no walk in the park. It's that obvious, huh? I've tried so many lotions and creams, but I still have symptoms. So those don't do enough to treat the inflammation beneath the skin, leaving you with those uncontrolled symptoms. Makes sense, but what else can I do? You can get real with your dermatologist so they can help you get clear. Make an appointment and, oh, you're already on it. Hi, yes, I'd like to make an appointment. Get real clear about psoriasis at letsgetrealclear.com. Sponsored by Abby. I noticed mom hasn't been herself lately. She's been forgetful and not remembering to take her medicine. After visiting the orchard, I knew it was perfect. The orchard is Mississippi's premier continuing care retirement community, licensed in Alzheimer's and dementia care for men and women. I know she's in good hands. It's safe, convenient, and most importantly, it feels like home. For that extra peace of mind, call the orchard today for a tour. 601-856-2205 or go to orchard. OrchardRetirement.com. People who come to Cricket stay with Cricket, just like our customer Jaren. I'm the singer and guitarist in a band, and I use my Cricket phone for everything. It's basically like another band member. Don't miss a single beat. Switch today and get a free Samsung Galaxy A14 5G. Smile, you're on Cricket. Real customer paid for testimonial must bring your number to Cricket on up to a $60 a month voice plan depending on device. Select models only while supplies last. First month service charge and tax to its sale. Cricket 5G requires compatible device and is not available everywhere. Fees, terms, and restrictions apply. See store for details. Under 35 and already losing your hair? Come on, guys. You know, looking 10 years older is not a plus for your career or your social life. But you have a choice that your dad didn't have. You can choose to keep your hair. I'm Dr. Michael Konoski at Mississippi Hair Restoration in Metro Jackson. Our new, affordable, non-surgical, in-office medical treatments stop loss and regrow your hair. The sooner you start, the less you have to lose. See our results at StopHairLossMS.com. I have lots of fragrance lovers on my list, and Ulta Beauty has all I need to add joy to their holiday season. Shop your favorite fragrances from YSL, Carolina Herrera, Valentino, and Ariana Grande's new exclusive Cloud Pink scent. Plus, with a fragrance purchase of $70 or more, get a plush robe or throw, valued at $70, while supplies last. Shop the gifts that bring joy to everyone on your list this holiday season, especially you. Ulta Beauty, the possibilities are beautiful. 
Bells will be ringing The glad, glad news Oh, what a Christmas To have the blues Stay right here in the Delta. Thank you very much. Yes, indeed. Well, that's it's just these are pieces that I picked out years ago, and the fact that you're playing them is fun. It's thank you. I love that. Well, they're awesome. Thank you. So yeah, thank I have you weird taste. I know I have weird taste to work with here. It's <laughs> nice. Tell tell Mabel tell Mabel we're going to get her a T-shirt. I thought I'd double check and make sure. I said I. I, I Thought we had the address right, and I think we do. So I just yep, went we on and resent that. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And we got a couple of couple more, y'all. This is going to be a good T-shirt week. So thank you. Let's see. Um, Vivian is from Ripley. Wants to know if I have a greenhouse. No, I did have. You have a blue house. <laughs> I have a blue house. I don't have a greenhouse. Um, I, I think having a greenhouse is one of the best things in the whole wide world. And unfortunately, mine is now a tool shed because it's there's a lot of reasons for that. Mainly my neighbor's trees grew too much and I'm not going to cut them. But you do need a sunny spot. And yes, the idea of uh, facing the south from the south exposure is good. Just be aware that you will need that. I'm glad you have trees about 100 feet away to keep the very latest afternoon sun off. If you build a greenhouse or if you add a greenhouse to your house anywhere in the deep south, you're always going to be well advised to make sure that you have both heat and cooling for it and or some shade cloth, something because otherwise you'll only get to use it a few months in the springtime and then it'll be too hot for the summer and oftentimes too hot all the way through the fall. But if you will make sure that you have both ventilation, which is simple to achieve, it's just a window that you open, you can put it on a vent that will pop it open with temperature if you want to, but you can also just do it manually. And also to have make sure that you have access to plenty of sunlight, but also plenty of opportunity to shade your plants inside. I'm I'm really I think you've got a great south facing space that's got pine trees about a hundred feet away. That's a lot of sun. If you if you can, for example, if that space allows you to grow a tomato, it's more than enough for a greenhouse. And so I think that's the other good news is that you can always add supplemental light inside the greenhouse for periods of time and it's a whole lot better a whole lot easier than trying to cut down trees plus the trees are not going to be as cooperative thank you vivian it's a real good question and you yes do it get get that greenhouse david in pascagoula send us your address david for the t-shirt and and we will get it for you it's not a problem. We're we're on a roll today with T-shirts. That's great. He said, "How do I get one?" By asking and sending that address. <laughs> today, not every day, not but every today. Day. Today is that day. <laughs> Tis the season. Tis the season. Yes, sir. Tis the season. We're going to make more work for ourselves, which is fun because we like our work. Said so we don't seem. The, the 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 writer this morning says we don't seem like we, you know, feel like this work. This work. It, it's it's we, gotta, we do it really really well when we make it look like it's not. We, you know, you were we were laughing about uh, a topic before the show, because this is how they'll all be delivered is by Santa and his elf uh, and, yes. and his reindeer yes. and tell them what you learned. 
You're going to make it. me do this. I love you. I do not know this is true. I do not keep reindeer. Yeah. So if you want to yell at somebody, don't yell at me. Male reindeer supposedly lose their antlers in the winter and females don't. And therefore, all those reindeer pulling the sleigh had to have been women, women reindeer. Of course the women did it. They do all the work. Now, that was a joke. Y'all know, that was a fun, of, yeah, all the people, of all the people you know, I'm more likely to say nice things about men than most people. That was good, though. I had to put you on the spot. It's a on good that, one. We now. didn't know if it was true or not. Somebody no, we may still actually don't. know. If that's Somebody right. may tell us something, but you know, um, this, this is great. I'll, I'll get Janice into the t-shirts, and uh, <laughs> oh, Rhett, you've earned it several times. You're right. This is good. Just send us your address. We're going to get these last few today, and that'll be that'll be my Christmas present to myself. Is that I can smile thinking y'all are going to be wearing my shirts. They're great shirts, and and to be able to want them, I really appreciate. I want to see them all over the place. T-shirts. It says I like t-shirts. <laughs> T-shirts. I like T-shirts. Now, here's some news you may not want to know, but I think it's important. And also in the spirit of keeping everything in peace and love, because we're not there. There's a rare ant species that has been discovered in North Carolina. So for all y'all who are going to North Carolina for Christmas so you can see some snow, just pay attention. Only a handful of records even exist from across the entire eastern United States. But in the Triangle region of North Carolina, they are been they have been documented. She is the first to document an entire colony of these things. There are indeed ant enthusiasts and uh, and these other things. But it's an interesting thing. These are, these live most of their lives high up in the tree canopy, and we don't think of ants doing that. We think more of ants going back and forth between the 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 ground and the the tree itself or the whatever plant they're living in. So there were no. Photographs of it, nothing really except the the knowledge that they were there. Not uncommon in tropical areas for the ants to live in higher up, but it is very unusual in of these arboreal or these tree ants in somewhere like the Triangle. So, in, interestingly enough, um, the person I love whenever they're shocked. <laughs> the person was shocked by finding out that indeed there were ants in the trees that they hadn't seen before, but they got them. They're kind of cute, too, as a matter of fact. The queens are kind of small compared to other ant queens, but very, very efficient in terms of keeping themselves going because they they maintain their lives in the top part of the tree canopy. So it's a, a different – it's not like you're going to be climbing the tree. You wouldn't have run into them. So there you have it. Yes, sir. We have more addresses. I'm going to get all these on here, and then I'll I'll get them out before I get out of here today. I I emailed all of them to you. Oh, okay. Uh, Yeah, you don't worry about that. I got them. Okay, thank you. Then I won't worry about that. You may have a couple that people have sent directly to you, but I'm also emailing everyone that we've had today. So uh, we'll be good to go. 16 things at once. That's that's radio. That's That's why we like it so much. By the way, if you're considering going into radio as a career, this is something that the AI is probably not going to replace because, well, until I have my own AI, of course. I would like to think that at some point down the road, maybe 30, 40 years from now, there'll be somebody that'll go, oh, look, let's see what she said about that. And and horticulture information being what it is, some of it will be rational and some of it won't be anymore. (laughs) Some of it won't be any good. So I think that could be fun. Here is an an, an obvious, um, I don't know, I I just can't imagine that this isn't, obvious to everybody 
Does it make any difference to you whether your lettuce is grown in the ground or in a hydroponic situation with water? Does it matter to you whether it grows up and down or sideways? In other words, this vertically farmed greens give us the opportunity to have so many more greens in a space. And producing food for people is obviously a big deal. It's also true, though, if you only have a small space at your house, you can use this for doing this same way of growing, and it makes a great deal of sense. But the taste is what's the issue. And people are so slow to embrace something new that we're now having to do taste tests. The impression that most people have of vertically farmed greens probably given to them by somebody who doesn't vertically farm greens, is that they're bland, that they're too pale, that they're too, don't taste right. They're not, they have, there's something wrong. And this has been mostly in, in, in Denmark. Trust me, the ones you grow vertically are going to be just as good as the ones you grow in the ground. The Danes have proven it. I believe it. And I appreciate very, very much that you decided to be part of this whole business today. Come back next week. We'll do it again. The Garden Mama Show is a production of Super Talk Mississippi Media. Download past episodes at supertalk.fm and contact Garden Mama anytime at mamaonair at yahoo.com. Thanks for choosing the Garden Mama Show. This is Fred Johnson, president of Mississippi 811. I'm proud to announce that Bob and Jenny have finally moved into their new house after living in a doghouse for a couple of years. As you may know, that was because Bob decided to pound a sign in their front yard without contacting 811 and hit a gas line. Bob has finally learned his lesson, but if he forgets, I'm sure that Jenny will remind him. Remember, safety is in your hands every dig, every time. Be sure to contact Mississippi 811 at least three working days before you dig. Hello, I'm Colonel Randy Ginn, Director of the Mississippi Highway Patrol. In 2021, MHP investigated 1,480 crashes involving commercial motor vehicles on Mississippi roadways. Many of those crashes could have been avoided. The MHP Motor Carrier Safety Division is partnering with big rig truckers to conduct safety checks across our state through the Troopers and Truckers Safety Initiative. The Department of Public Safety and the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration are working together with one common goal, to keep our highways safe for everyone. Thank you and drive safe. Thanks for calling Discover. This is Anjali. Hi, it's Jennifer Coolidge. I just got an alert for a strange charge on my card. No problem. We make sure you're never held responsible for unauthorized purchases on your Discover card. Let's see. Did you purchase something from a t-shirt cannon store yesterday? Absolutely not. No, I already have like three. Zero dollar fraud liability guarantee. It pays to Discover. Learn more at discover.com slash credit card. Limitations apply. Hey, I'm here with Alex Murray of Auto Innovation. At Auto Innovation, we want to change your car buying experience. When you're in the market for a quality pre-owned vehicle, please come see us. We want to make friends, not just customers. All eligible vehicles are inspected by a master tech mechanic and come with a limited powertrain warranty on us. We are located on Highway 51 in Ridgeland. Come by and see us or check out our inventory online at autoinnovation.net. Let us change your car buying experience. Auto Innovation, Highway 51 in Ridgeland. 
Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.